It's Wednesday, my dudes. And Liz is shaking, shaking the camera with her dancing. That's the only way I know how. Bobbing up and down? Yeah. Yes! Well, that's that's it. That's us. Hello? We've got we've got some cheers going on. We've got some the bits are flying. Oh, that sounds dirty as fuck. The bits are flying. Let's just make sure that people know that we are live because we are live. Oh, I will retweet if you are if you've if you've tweeted. Ah, there we go. Done. And we are recording, Mr. John? Oh, yes. Perfect. Hi, everyone. I will vibrate my hand. Apparently, I will. That's a thing that I do. I mean, yeah. So, (laughs) making up for the fact that you're not going to be here on Sunday. No. I'll probably be running it like I'm done my thing at 8.30, so I'll just be bursting in right in time for Fancy Corner. I'm really looking forward to Scott winning Play of the Game for this bonus session here. He would, too. Wouldn't he? (laughs) Wouldn't he? You know that he would. So this is actually day 26A. So let's just put that in there. And then... um, you already know what you're going to be doing here. I, I do have a sense. As we know, things never go the way I think they're going to go in these games, but in my brain I have a plan. Because Rip? Yes. Exactly. Because reasons. I was actually, um, it's my dad's birthday today, and I was talking to him, and uh, uh I, I said something, something, something because reasons, and he was like, "Yeah, I first heard you say that in in your in your web series. I guess I said it in Best Plan Ever. I can't remember." And uh, and he was like, "Yeah." Then I started hearing it all over the place. Like, I love that expression. I love it. I say it all the time now. Your Maybe. dad. <laughs> I think your dad is is got this weird thing where he absorbs pop culture but only through you yeah but he's the reason why i'm a fan of lord of the rings he got me into that world so i feel like we've been like passing weird pop culture geekdomness back and forth to each other weird (laughs) thanks rocky he says thank you i'm sure somewhere you should just send him a photo of that. I probably will. I was going to suggest that people like tweet at me to him, and then I would send him a screen cap of, of them. Because he, whenever people comment on the minis that he paints, I always send him those screen caps. He gets a real kick out of it. I like how Kung Fu Fenris is just burning a log. In honor of Papa Neil. Right? He sent, he sent me a picture. He was like, birthday carrot cake. I'm like, all right. Everything's as it should be, I guess. Well, I have saved a screenshot of it. Thank you, John. So I will I will send that along. 
send that to my pa. <laughs> well, I mean, okay. here we are. Yeah. Now, when are you trying to make this happen, considering that the last session ended on Friday, February 2nd? Uh, I would like to pick it up on Friday, February 2nd, um, actually right, pretty much right away. All right. Well, we yeah. can do that. Um, do you want to give a very short recap as to what just happened? Well, what just happened is Patches and Zister got into a big fight, and Zister kicked Patches out of the spark, and Incisor escorted Patches to the elevator, and as she was leaving, Sophia was like, well... You can stay with me or take my keys. So now Patches is in Sophia's place and Sophia's just in the spark being like. She's been frozen like this for th for two days. Three days. Except not really for three days because you're taking it up right away. Uh, yeah, three, three me days. Uh, uh, three, three, three you days. Yeah, not three Sophia days. The important days. Okay, well, this is, it's all up to you now. Go for it. How could he do that? Who are you with? Incisor. I think okay. she's still there. He does what he has, though. It's his place. Has he ever done this before? What, kick somebody out? Like, it happens, like, once every other week when he's actually got business going on. But do they stay kicked out, or does he realize that he was being stupid and let them back? Depends. <laughs> I assume that a lot of people don't even want to come back. Well, based on how he's been behaving, I wouldn't blame them. Patches... <laughs> Patches is probably... The one most likely to understand him out of any of us. She's not the one I expected him to throw out, that's for sure. You at least have a certain amount of tact. Less and less around him these days. You might want to be careful. It might kick you out, too. I almost don't care. But I do. You know, the thing that I learned when I was dealing with this is uh, I don't make assumptions. You don't make assumptions. Maybe Zister's being a gigantic dick. Maybe Patches did something that's completely unacceptable. I wasn't there. But it you isn't my place. You'd offered to go and speak to Zister. Does that offer still stand? I know Patches told you not to. Patches doesn't do what Patches doesn't want to do. Same as me. I can understand that. And just because Patches says not to do something doesn't mean that I'm going to listen to her. I think at the moment, Zister's probably most likely going to listen to you. But... Don't do it now. Give him some time to cool off. Look, the sum total of what I know is that Zister asked for Patches 
to be removed from the spark. That's it. That's all I know. There's more to it, and... Oh, and that she's banned from the workshop. We'll fix it. Fix what? This... This this is not going to stay. Like this. We're not going to be... This isn't a spark sundering, okay? Let me tell you... Let me tell you something about Zister, right? He's tolerant of people being kind of wussy around him. What he isn't tolerant of is when people don't listen when he puts his foot down. What if he's putting his foot down about something that's idiotic? Maybe. Like I said, I don't know. I what wasn't there. What if he there. needs to be told off? What if... He needs to be challenged. Told off isn't a problem for him. It seems to be. He digs his heels in, and he doesn't want to listen to what anyone has to say. He's so defensive. He's so... It's like admitting that he made a mistake is admitting that he's weak. When was the last time you spoke to him? It didn't go very well, so we don't speak together all that often. When? really spoke? Probably when I yelled at him about the rocket. Did he kick you out for that? I think he was too shocked to kick me out. There's a difference between talking to him in here and talking to him down there. That's his workshop. See, up here he's the freeholder, and he understands that that carries a certain amount of responsibility. And he's got to kowtow to the various different nobles above him in order so that he can maintain his common amuse without knights coming along to steal it. No offense. But down there, the Spark, that's his workshop. And in there he's king. And specifically, if another knocker, especially one as young as Patches, goes up against him... I could see that he wouldn't necessarily take it very well, especially if he felt like she was in the wrong. Like I said, I don't know what happened there, but I can understand why he'd react like that. But you know that the rocket was made in his workshop. Yeah. So clearly mistakes have been made in his workshop. Maybe he needs a second opinion every once in a while, and maybe he needs to listen to it. Alright, so, um... When you and Talus were singing in that garden. Is that a mistake? When you let Talus in and out of the spark every hour of every day, was that a mistake? Exactly. Just so that we're clear here. You can't accuse him of creating the rocket and not realize that he may have been influenced just like the rest of us was. He can still try to make it right. Yeah. And he can recognize that Patches is the only one who can help him make it right. Clearly we can't. Like I said, I wasn't there. I don't even know what she said to piss him off. She was Patches, and he was sister. (laughs) That's That's fair. Pissed them off. 
But just because she's your friend doesn't mean that I'm going to necessarily side with her. I know. I'd like to know exactly what happened, but I'd have to talk to both of them first. Or, you know, see if I can get a hold of the security cam footage. Is that have audio? You have to ask Kyoko. The workshop is one place where I'm not supposed to know about that sort of thing. It's true. Word on the street is that some pretty scandalous things have happened in that workshop. Anyway. How would you like to help me create a nightmare in a man's brain? What? So, you side with Patches about all this stuff, and then you ask if I want to go create a nightmare in somebody's brain. It just seems like an awfully big gear shift here. There's nothing that can be done about Patches and Sister right now. They both need time to cool off. Meanwhile, we have work to do. Abford Farm needs to be halted. Okay. And I have a lead in that department. I think I have an idea of how I can help. And how can you help? By creating a nightmare in a man's brain. You know, it's, and- it's cute that you repeated what you just said, but that doesn't give me any additional information here. I know one of the employees of Abford Pharma. We need to shut it down for the day. We have an idea of how we can get some chemicals into the building. From what Kyoko said, we need to reverse the ventilation or something, but that's all right. I'm just going to go into his head and basically plant subliminal messages. Look, I'm going, and whether you want to come along or not, that's fine. That's up to you, but that's that's what I'm doing tonight. So you're tripping out in someone else's dream, and you want me to come with you? I just thought you might enjoy it. <sighs> when is this happening? Well, I'm going to need to nap, so I'm going to go out in the garden, climb up a tree, and sleep in a tree. For two hours. In two hours' time, I will go into his dream. If you would like to come with me, meet me under the tree next to the pond. You know, okay. out there there's... Yeah, turn back. You just mm-hmm. leave? No, I turn back. The... Mm-hmm. You're going to sleep in a tree next to that? What's the griffin's name again? Rika. That's Rika. Oh. Rika's a doll. Ah. Uh, That's my bunk, hopefully. (laughs) Like climbing up a tree and going to sleep in said tree for two hours. 
So, when you walk out into the garden, um, mm-hmm. you see that Rika is just just landing at that point. Hello, Rika. Hello. Are you quite recovered? Yes, fully. Thanks to you. I'm afraid I didn't do anything except for return you to your rightful place. Well, that was much appreciated. We won't forget it. And if there's anything we can do to repay the debt, please... Tell us. I have been brushed. Twice, I understand. Yes, the first one wasn't exactly a very long brush. I have quite a bit of fur on me. Of course. It's beautiful fur. I do take good care of it, don't I? You do. Is that vanity? That's the truth. I'd hate to think that I was vain. Well... And what brings you out here? I will be sleeping in this tree. I have some business to attend to, so don't mind me. How much athletics does Sophia have? Uh, I have two athletics. Ah, climbing a tree is not a problem for you then. Woohoo! All right. So, you manage to get up in the tree. <laughs> lay yourself out. Yep. All right. Okay, so you are casting a cantrip. I sure am. You're actually specifically casting a Neuromancy and um, Dreamwalk and dream portal yes okay well we're not actually going to have you roll okay um because if you fail this roll it's then there goes our bonus session (laughs) yeah like there goes the whole thing uh you will be spending two points of glamour yes perfect Oh, Ashley, okay. I thought that you meant literally. Like, you took a thorn and just jabbed it into your side. Like, with a gun. Oh my god. But I I think it's just that... Okay. Alright. I think it... Because we were talking about testicle waving and chaos flags and... things, Things got a little out of control. So, upon... You're waking up. Um, you see Incisor just sort of rolling her shoulders and leaning against the tree and drumming her fingers against it, while Rika looks at her kind of impassively. Oh, have you two met? As I'm climbing down. <laughs> She's been waiting out here for approximately 20 minutes. I'm sorry to have kept you waiting. You said two hours. I was early. 
I come out here to deal with whatever. Just do what you need to do. No, deal with what? We had a conversation. Mm-hmm. My apologies, lady. I do not wish to repeat it, for it contains language that I would consider uncouth. Fucking bird cat. That was unnecessary. Look at it. It's got the head of an eagle and wings and a fucking lion body. Incisor, Rika is our guest and did us a great service today. To be fair, esteemed lady, she is correct. I am indeed a bird cat. The language was unnecessary. Far be it for me to criticize how another person chooses to express themselves. You are too good, Rika. Is such a thing possible? I don't know. Is there a part of the relativistic scale of good and evil where one can exceed and become undesirable? I'm... Well, evil, I imagine there's a way to go past a point of no return. Good, I'm not sure. I'm just a simple bird, cat. <laughs> Perhaps I do not have the capacity to consider such things. Uh, um, Rika, if you'll excuse us. Oh. Of course. We will be vanishing and reappearing again. But there is no need to be alarmed. Yes, Everything you're traveling happens. through dreams. I am aware of the process. Oh, perfect. All right. That's what we will be doing. Incisor, are you ready? Yeah. Don't sound so excited. I really thought you'd have fun. I don't know what what's going on yet. I'll have fun when we get there. Safe travels, you both. Thank you, Rika. That's how she casts um, Dream Portal, actually. Ah, uh, I see. Um. Yes. Well. All right. You feel yourself getting pulled. It's almost as if somebody's tied a string around your stomach and is yanking you. Not from the outside, but from within. A familiar feeling to you at this point, except that there's a slight wave of nausea when you actually hit the dreams of this ultimately autumn-drenched person. Ugh. 
When you arrive, you see that you are within a stadium, an outdoor stadium, and it is completely empty save for um, some X's and O's that are moving about on the field of play. You don't notice the target, James, is sitting at center field, looking back and forth um, as these X's and O's kick a soccer ball about back and forth. He's got a massive clipboard in his hand, and the rest of the seats, while they're empty, seem to be leaning in just a bit, as if to further emphasize their dream as if they desperately want to have something happen here that will make sense okay the sky above you is completely gray and overcast it isn't raining there's no sun and a smooth blanket of light surrounds everything Turn to incisor. A little different from Brahm's dream, isn't it? Brahm's a hero. This guy? I think the only thing heroic about him is the occasional sandwich he eats. Maybe we can make him a hero tonight. Why? So that he does the right thing when we need him to. If you're looking to make me into some kind of fucking damsel in distress. I was thinking more the big bat. I don't do damsel. I don't do distress. Beyond that. Have a nice day. (laughs) I've seen that movie too. Do you want me to just walk up to him, like, beat the shit out of him? What are we trying to do here? No! Alright. And as I'm saying this, I want to craft, um, Dreamcraft elements of Abford Pharma. And just things that I can remember from the lobby specifically. Um, so just like a reception desk, you know, a potted plant, and, um... A door, and these can all be things that are just like independent. Like I don't want to build the the actual building, but just things to suggest where we are. Um, and a door that will appear right next to him with his name on it. The X's and the O's fade and then fold into themselves and then fold back up into the walls that you've described the the kind of sterile lobby the um the fountain that exists in it and you see him like several rows down in the bleachers look up in some kind of surprise and shock and then he looks at his clipboard and he sighs and he stands up and he just starts wandering around leaving the clipboard behind all of the seats lean backwards again, as if whatever spectacle was there is now concluded. 
Now I'm going to need a monster. I'm going to need a big bad. Are you interested? Yeah, like I'm not a big bad. I can create one too, it's no problem. (laughs) You asked me here for a reason. What do you want? Make him afraid. Make him afraid enough so that he becomes the hero. With a little assistance from me, of course. Okay. But don't hurt him. He does need to save the day. You're asking me to take a dive? I'm asking you to be scary. It's fine. I I understand what you're trying to do here. Don't worry. My pride isn't so easily damaged. All right. The floor is yours. I don't want this floor. Look at what he's doing. And true to what she says... He has walked into his office, opened the door, and has called up a spreadsheet, which he is now just idly typing numbers in. In his dreams, he can't even escape the drudgery of Microsoft Excel. Incisor, you need to be scarier and more compelling than that. Can you do it? She reaches out with her hand and places her hand very gently on Sophia's throat. You can feel her fingers twitch, and her hands oddly warm. It doesn't look like she's trying to be rough, but she is literally holding you in a choke stance. Okay. She looks directly through your eyes over in towards him. What scares you? Feeling like I failed the world. This doesn't scare you. This place is as real as any other. I could just snap your neck right here. But you won't. No? No. And why is that? I think we understand each other. What if I don't want to be understood? And she pulls. Not like squeezes, but she's pulling you, her hand large enough to pull you by the neck so that you are now past her as she lets a little tiny tendril of glamour pull off of her own fingertips from your hair, 
neck skin. And she sends it up high into the sky until every shadow in this place, in this stadium, starts to lengthen and grow. Even his computer screen starts to dim. And the lights above brighten enough so that he has to squint, but that it becomes harder and harder for people to see. And she starts walking down the steps. Those concrete steps found in almost every damn stadium, which you know that if you ever tripped on them, you are completely screwed because they are hard as concrete and will go on forever. She walks up to the door and as he, you can see him on the other side as if there's no wall between you, as if you're watching a set in some kind of movie. And you can see that even as he's drawing back from the computer in confusion and perhaps a little apprehension, she starts to scrape slightly at the door with her fingertips. He gets up, he walks towards the door, and just as he's about to put his hand on the doorknob, she grunts. And kicks the door as hard as she possibly can, so that he's sent flying backwards. And now with those scratches, she then whirls a small tornado that you can see in her hand green and pestilent and she smiles and when she opens her mouth to speak no sound comes out you're a bit far away and it's difficult to read her lips but you can tell that she's saying something at one point along the lines of and then flicks that small tornado into his face. The air around him starts becoming a miasma of green. To add to this, I want to pull the water from the fountain up, craft that into a fog a swirling blue and purple fog that I'm going to send in there as well. And I'm walking down the steps and moving closer. You can tell that he is at least concerned with his own self-preservation. He's backed up against the wall with his hands pressed against it, but there isn't really much of a change in the expression on his face. Is it possible that maybe he just doesn't have the capacity for fear? Or is he actually that tough? Or something else? Uh, 
need something else. <sighs> this isn't enough. It's okay. He understands. Bioterrorism is the sort of thing that happens all the time, right? Everybody's infected at this point. Even he knows it. I've let loose the agent in the entire building. As it sits, it's slowly going to choke out him, me, you, everybody else here. The only reason that he can't hear them screaming is because they can't breathe. It's not fun, is it? When death happens with a bunch of coughing and wheezing instead of that dignified last breath. I don't give a fuck about myself. I got no stakes in this game anymore. It all came down to this. I'm sorry I had to take you with me. But at least this fucker's going down. Um, I want to wave my hand and craft a a suit of rocks over him. Like, it's a suit of armor, but it's full-on made of rocks. And I want it to kind like of... Like small rocks like, or big rocks? Um... Like, are you putting, like, a ton of pebbles in front of no, him? No, it's, it's, it's... I want it to look like Tony Stark's first Iron Man prototype... That he built in the cave, but made of rocks instead of metal. That's what I want. <laughs> well, he did build an arc reactor in a cave. In a cave! With a bunch of scraps! With a box of scraps. <laughs> That's what I want. I don't understand. What, what, what is this? It, what are you doing here? You're not authorized personnel. I don't think he likes you. It's okay. I don't think anybody likes him. You really want to choose this one to save? What's the point? The guy's got a personality of a turnip. His own parents feel guilty every time they say that they love him. We may not be able to see eye and eye, him and myself. We have nothing in common, and we bore each other. But this place, it sucked all the joy out of his life. And so what can I do? I can help take it down and give him a chance. And what he chooses to do with that chance is up to him. Look at him. And she sneers at him. This guy doesn't have a heroic bone in his body. He's got nothing. James? Are you going to stand and take that? 
technically I have no choice. I'm not sure I can sit with this craft around my person. James, I made it very tough and strong. Just like I know you can be. Well, what am I supposed to do? Gas is already going to be stuck. There's nothing he can do about it. James, the poison is concentrated in this office. Is there anything you can do about that? I, I don't even have any windows in the office. I suit will protect you, James, but what about everyone else? And Incisor turns and looks at Sophia and then dramatically, almost as if she's hamming it up too much, reaches out her arm and as if she's just pulling a, a Darth Vader choke, just starts squeezing again. It's okay. He doesn't care about himself. Well, he can watch you die instead. I have no problem with either of these outcomes. I want to make some of the, like, uh, gas clouds that I created from the fountain into little, like, beckoning tendrils over to the, like, I don't know if it's a panel or something outside of the office or wherever the, the, the ventilation controls are, and I want to, like, beckon him to it with the, the tent. I, I, I could, um, I could see what I could do about purging the ventilation system. Um. Uh, hurry! You are nice while it lasted, huh? It's okay. He can't do anything to help you now. No, no, that's not true. And he stands up and he starts to waddle his way out the door. And then he takes his hands and he places them on um, Incisor's chest and pushes her out of the way. And she goes and smacks herself against the door. And he just keeps waddling towards the front desk. And then Incisor just, ah, <laughs> falls down on the ground. I'm vanquished, <laughs> but the gas will still get you. And he goes behind the front desk and he reaches forward and grabs a box which he rips open and then flicks a key and pulls a switch. And you can almost hear, well actually you, you literally can hear, the, uh, the heating system in the building stop and then start again. Except now... Everything is being drawn into the vents instead of out. And the gas starts flowing away. I run up to him. Thank you, Rockman. You are the hero we need right now. Um, Rockman is actually the name of a video game character known in North America as Mega Man. Um... That's the original uh, Japanese name that they gave him. And 
You oh know, there's God. been several different games that star him. Um, there's uh, uh, there's been ten that have been a mainline part of his game system adventures. I'm but away. I'm wa- I'm walking away at this point. I'm like, and then there's also off. Battle Net. <laughs> The, it was a network thing that he was involved in alongside some... He's also appeared in several fighting games, including the hey, most... Hey, James. Yes? If you ever leave this place, what will you do? Get another job? Where? What kind? What do you want to do more than anything else? I'm good with numbers. Do you like numbers? Yeah. I'm I'm good with them. But do you like them? Yeah, yeah. Don't you? Not particularly. I like different things. Why not? They don't interest me as much as music, reading. And you like numbers, and that's okay. But will you remember something for me? You find another place to work. Try to make it a place that will make you happy. Just try. Maybe I could work for a geological survey? Sounds good. I could... I could get a lot more rocks for my collection. You know, I, I found once this chunk of pyrite that was about as big as my little finger... Pyroid is also known as Fool's Gold, and it doesn't actually have that much commercial value, but the luster on this one was quite exceptional, and after I polished it, it managed to have quite a an effect on this other person who I, I showed my collection to, and she didn't really understand the difference between pyrite and gold, saying that maybe they were both the same and it didn't matter, but clearly it does matter, just like a cubic zirconia isn't actually a diamond, because they have a different chemical composition and structure, and they have a different luminescence value alongside their transparency and hardness rating. So I also had a... And where are you going? I'm, like, backing away towards Incisor. Just like, just like, uh-huh. Mm-hmm. But she's grown... Because she's not flat out like, oh, what a boring dude. She's trying. <laughs> she's trying. He's a tool bag. But he's my tool bag. This is who you'd pick? Technically, Kyoko found him, but... Oh, Christ. Look, <laughs> if, if you need to get hooked up with somebody, if I, I can help you, okay? Like... Oh, can you? <sighs> and who would you suggest? Not this guy. Ugh. 
Can we get the fuck out of here? Yes, yes, we can. Jesus. And snap. <laughs> so you John's a genius, Kung Fu Fenris. <laughs> so it's not just you. So you reappear inside the um in, inside the gardens. <clears throat> Rika has by now um, fallen asleep, although has moved to the other side of the lake, perhaps so as not to startle you. I um, tell me you didn't fuck him. I don't see that it's anyone's business. Okay, good. That means you didn't. And I'm sending off a a text message to James trying to set up a quick coffee meeting tomorrow. Or no, breakfast meeting. Breakfast meeting? Wait. Yeah. Yeah. Just a quick stop by. He'll only get that when he wakes up. That's perfect. Gross. He touched me too. Sick. I'd never been inside someone's dream who was so consumed by the autumn. He's rigid. The dude dreams of fantasy soccer and his work. Why he needs to be helped along. Did you mean what you said about how some people are just beyond repair? No! That's good cop, bad cop. That's like... Number one on the list of getting people to do things that you want. It's why I also threatened you. He wasn't going to help himself. You were very convincing. I just wanted to make sure. Oh, you know, I did like, you know, I did four years of intensive training down with school of performance. No, come on. I just, I know how to do this sort of thing. Ew, who? The fuck is Stanislavski? a school of acting. Wow. Like, I know shit about acting. Well, you do. Your performance was perfect. It was exactly what he needed, I think. Maybe it's just that I really wanted to choke you. I don't know. Could be. I guess we'll never know. <laughs> Did you get everything done that you needed to get done then? In his dream, yes. I think I want to try talking to sister. You're fucking crazy, but, you know, if that's the night for it, that's the night for it. But I'm in a better mood than I was. He's probably in his workshop. Still. I think we accomplished something good. And thank you for your help. I waved my arms and I made shadows big. That's what I do. 
You want to know why I'm so effective here, security-wise? Why are you so effective here, security-wise? Because all I got to do is make people afraid of me. They don't fuck with me if they're afraid of me. What are you afraid of? Getting fucked over by uh, other red caps. I thought we talked about this before. So, that's it. What do you want me to say? I have like fear of commitment, fear of my own femininity, or 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 fear that someone might get too close to me. All that stereotypical bullshit. No. Good, because I'm as feminine as you, motherfucker. Never said you weren't. I think you're afraid of your seely side. And I think you're afraid of letting people see it. Yeah, that's more of a, you know, life expectancy issue. Is it? it Everybody expects you to be seely. Everybody expects you to be Seely, Princess. I don't have the same luxury. And it's also not what you expect of yourself. I'm so you put on this monstrous, aggressive, crude persona, which, if that's truly how you are, that's truly how you are. But I know that there's this seely side that you're just forcing away. You don't hang out with a lot of red cats, do you? It's like the spark. No, I don't. They don't like me. (laughs) They don't want to get to know me. You're the first one. (sighs) Certainly the first seely red cap I've ever met. Yeah, probably because the rest of them are floating about seven feet down. Well... You ever... No, of course you weren't. You ever see somebody else get bullied in school? I never went to school. Okay, so... There's this place where they shove a whole lot of children together, and that's where they learn. It's called school. School is. Thank you. So, here's the thing. Sometimes, kids get bullied, which means they get shoved around, they get teased, that kind of thing. And at first, it's like they're testing their the waters out, right? Like, they know that they're being bad, but they also know that they're not going to get caught, and they know that there isn't really going to be anything that's going to happen. they got to establish the pecking order. So... You know, they shove you, they put you in a locker, you know, maybe they uh, maybe they make fun of your weight. And then the next time, if you don't fight back, it gets a little harder. It gets a little more dangerous, but it's okay because it's all in good fun. And there's never really any intention to do some serious damage. All you're trying to do is show that you're the bigger, badder bitch, right? And every once in a while, somebody gets bullied and then they get hurt. You know, they get pushed and they fall into a corner or or they slip on something and, and bones get broken. Concussions. Red Caps find out who I am and at first it's just going to be a whole lot of smack talking behind my back 
in front of my face. And then they'll start trying to make sure that I'm the one who lashes out first. Once I do that, they're within the rights to kick the shit out of me. Until at some point, somebody decides that maybe it's a little too fun. And that's when I don't wake back up. That's my reality. But here, in the spark, I don't see any other red caps around. Yeah, I won't let them. But you're still in Seely here, as far as everyone else is concerned. I think Patch has figured it out. Not like that matters right now, right? I was just wondering if that was because you didn't trust anyone to keep your secret, or if because you didn't trust yourself. I don't think that Patches has any reason to go out and find some red caps and make them find me and make my life miserable. I agree. So I'm not worried. Do you care? Every single person that I meet, I want to feel that over the course of us knowing each other, they've become the best version of themselves. You know, you ask me what frightens me, you frighten me. Why? Isn't it obvious? Nothing about you is obvious. I've seen what happened to Kyoko. What happened to Kyoko? Look, Kyoko's not like me. She's not. We're not enemies. But Kyoko... Kyoko and I are different in a couple of very significant ways. One of them is that Kyoko... She's got more love in her body than I think I could see in 50 red caps. You know, she cares, right? But it's not just that she cares, it's that her heart just goes for whatever it can. I mean, like, I got no doubt, you know, like, she really cares for Brom, and, and she always has, and, like, that's fine. And I don't mean to imply that she's doing anything wrong. But I've seen her twist her heart around a couple of things that maybe she shouldn't have. Like Brom? Like you. 
It wasn't like that with me. We were there for each other for a moment, brought each other comfort. She was lonely, I was there. That was it. We care about each other very much. So that's why I'm afraid of you. Because that's what you think. I'm not saying that she's sitting there pining for you day after day after day. But I'm telling you that in her way, she found you and you let her in and she's not going to get over it. Thankfully, she's got Brom and probably any number of other people who she's decided to love. And I'm not just talking about the whole you know, bumping uglies or whatever the fuck you did. Wouldn't call them uglies. I'm worried. Just saying. Honestly. Uh-huh. That there are people who are going to find you and they will love you and they will not have love left. I can't control what people feel, but I can control how I respond to it. And I like to think that generally I can understand people well enough to know when they can handle it and when they can't. Is that arrogant to say? Probably, but it's how I've had to start analyzing situations. It's not anybody's fault, okay? Like, if somebody somebody's attracted to you, somebody loves you, it's not like it's your fault. I get that. I understand that. And I'm just wondering whether... Kyoko's just going to feel like she, she'll never get to that point with you again. Because maybe you're done with her. Or maybe because now you're afraid of her because she's decided to hitch her wagon up to a, to a hero. And Zizer, it's not that I'm done with her. It's that she was never over Brom. There was always Brom for her. What we shared was a moment, but I knew, I knew that if we went that way and then it never happened again, that it would be all right. What if it does happen again? It won't. Why not? Because of Brom. And because of me. And because of her. Yeah. And because that's not how moments work. 
And that's why I'm scared. You want to come with me while I talk to Zister? Can you roll me your perception empathy? Incidentally, you have an empathy of four now, is that correct? I do, I do. Well, if you have an empathy of four, that means that you have to select a specialty. Oh, yeah, shoot, I haven't done that. Let me see if I can... Maybe I'll do that right now. So, the specialties for empathy... Yes. Desires, falsehoods, emotions, motives, matters of the heart... Or something that you can choose yourself. Uh, I feel like either desires or matters of the heart. Um, uh, let's go with desires. Okay. Cool. Difficulty is seven. Does the specialty factor into this role? Yes. Uh, that is two successes. Two successes, huh? Okay. Yeah. Um, incisor's afraid of you. When she's saying that it's fear, it's it has almost nothing to do with Kyoko. This saddens Sophia to realize, but does not surprise her. Fortunately. I don't see what my being next to this is going to help any. Well, you could stop us from killing each other. I'll be honest with you, um, nothing's killed him yet. So... I'm pretty sure that if it came down to it, you wouldn't be able to kill him. Well, I hope you're right. Because the spark doesn't need any more losses. Happy trails. Happy contemplating. The fuck do I have to contemplate? I don't know. You're standing in a garden. It's night. It's a place for quiet and contemplation. I don't do contemplation. I find something I don't like and I smash it. About some of those monsters in your own head. I don't got monsters in my head. I am the monster. Whatever you say. So you leave. Yeah. Where are you going? I'm going to the workshop. 
And you head down, the workshop door is closed, and keypad is there just blinking. I'm going to knock on the workshop door. Keypad just burbles up to life. Permission? Sophia. Mm-hmm. Yes, proceed. And the door just, remember, it's like blast doors, opens up. So and in there, you see Zister's got a welder's mask on top of his head, although he isn't using it as he is welding two pieces of metal together. The sparks bouncing off his ruddy cheeks. If there's a stool, I'm going to uh, pull over away from the sparks and sit on it. Just oh, there's always plenty of stools. There's There's a lot of stools in this laboratory, which you might recognize from any kind of high school lab. Nice. Those those types of stools. It's late. Mm-hmm. So you decide to break into my workshop for what? Just to watch? Keypad gave me permission. I knocked and you didn't hear me. Keypad's an idiot. And Keypad knows he's an idiot. You hear that? You're an idiot. Are you going to be up all night? I don't sleep like the rest of these people do. Uh, it's... If I've got work to do, I'll do the work. I imagine your workload has doubled. I don't get your math. Why did you kick out Patches? You know, it was him who recommended that any time I talk to one of the Shining Host, I always should wait, count to ten, before I say something. He was smart. He outsmarted all of us. I don't take kindly to people who walk into my workshop and start accusing me of being what I'm not. What did she accuse you of? Accused me of lying to her. And you didn't? Never lied to her. I don't know whether it's because she can't understand that sometimes... 
I can be tricked. Or that maybe she's just disillusioned by the fact that her mentor doesn't know nearly as much as he likes to pretend he does. But no. I've never lied to her. Ever. Maybe it's that pretending to be all-knowing that's confusing to her. If you pretend to have all the answers but only give her some, she assumes you're keeping something from her. She flings accusations like monkeys fling Clart. So, no. I don't have any frickin' responsibility to her anymore. Unfortunately, she's had to learn to be cautious. I don't know what she went through before she came here, but... Just from the past couple of months... Just from the past, what, year? Half a year it's been? We've all had to learn to be cautious. And mistrust those we thought are friends. You know, it's a heartwarming story, but... This Grigia that I get from her over and over again, it's wearing me down. I wonder where she got that from, sister. Yeah, yeah, not me. I don't accuse her of anything. You're both stubborn. What, are you trying to find, like, the silver lining here that makes me look bad and makes her look good? Because you're not going to get that from me. She came in here and accused me of developing the rocket. She came here and accused me of not knowing certain things that she was trying to tell me, came in here trying to accuse it. Perhaps I knew that that he was that he was who he was the whole time. She said that? Really? Did she? She needs to learn how to speak to people with respect. I thought that that was the sort of thing that our entire society was built on. One of these days, she's going to say that sort of thing to somebody who will just lop her head off instead of just kicking her out of a workshop and making her cool off. I'm sure if the two of you were having a conversation, sister, it was not her yelling, flinging accusations swearing, being unreasonable, and you responding in a calm and collected manner. Is I'm relatively sure that swearing in this workshop is considered normal behavior. Absolutely. So what are you crutching at me about for? I'm just trying to get a sense of how you both could be so different but so similar. You do know that that's one of the things that no one ever, ever, ever wants to hear. We like to think that we're individuals. Of course. But we find our people. We find people who compliment us and who challenge us every second of every day. What are you and worried I about? Think... That I'm going to keep her kicked out? Is that it? She's banned for like a day. But she has to learn. Because I didn't raise her. I didn't teach her everything. Give her some of my most treasured possessions. And show faith in her when I needed to leave here. So that she could turn around and start accusing me without evidence. 
and then not listen to me when I try to explain myself. That can't keep happening. She's not hot shit. So you did try to explain yourself and she wouldn't listen? Yeah. Did you? Yes. So if I go upstairs right now, she's staying in my apartment, by the way, and tell her to come and talk to you tomorrow and listen to you as you explain yourself and she agrees, then in theory it should be a very peaceful and fruitful conversation, right? All right, so what you're telling me is that you want to go up there and you want to undermine what I've just done. No, I'll tell her to come and apologize. Come here. And he turns the, the welder off. All right, then I will go over once he turns it off. He reaches over and he pulls um, a ruler, a metal ruler off and just smacks it down on the table. And it's got markings for metric, but on the other side, it's not imperial. It's this weird, odd glyphs that appear along the edge of it. Watch that. A ruler. Right, and you can measure what with a ruler? Distances. Distances, right? I can measure how long something is, Mm -hmm. or how tall. Now, if I measured myself and I measured you, would I be able to tell the difference between our heights? Yes. If I measured the length of your mouth versus the length of mine, what would that tell you? One of us has the longer mouth. Right. All right. You're a decent student. So keep trying to keep up, okay? What I can't do in this is I can't measure a conversation. Not easily. And whatever I said, and whatever she said, I could play it back for you, but I still couldn't tell you exactly which one of us was right or wrong based on a ruler. Right? Right. The reality of it is that there's only a certain very special way that involves math way too complicated for anybody who's as pretty as you to understand. (sighs) The she aren't built for gematria. Alright? It's just something you're going to have to accept. Knockers can figure that shit out. But not you. And I'm not about to start going over pages and pages of formula to show that I was right and she was wrong. And by how degree. I don't need pages and pages of formula and numbers to say that even though I wasn't here, I can tell that you were both wrong. And you are both right, and you're not listening to each other. You're more similar than you realize. You both need to take a step back and check your egos at this workshop door every once in a while. So if um, 
if Granville or Eloise walked up to you and asked you to do something, would you do it? Depends on what it was. It's an order. Yes. Right. Because you swore an oath, right? There's a vassalage and a liege. We understand this. Yeah? She's my student. She doesn't get to be an equal amount of wrong from me. Sister, she was steward of the spark. I understand that when you were away, it wasn't your fault. But she was your equal for that time. And it's really hard for her to step back and go back into this this vassalage, as you're saying. And by the way, that's kind of doing her and me and Brahma disservice. No, it's not. And here's why. Because she was not my equal. She was acting in my stead. Which means that she spoke with my voice, but couldn't overrule me. And when I came back, the freehold entered into my possession once more. I need to check your wording on something, sister. When you came back, what were the circumstances of you coming back again? Does it matter? It does. No. It should. Ah. It should. That's the difference. It should. You know what should have happened? Lots of things. But that doesn't make it right or so. Here's the truth of it. My sense of gratitude for what you did when you were here, it's still there. And of course it's there. It's part of the reason why I share everything that I have with you. And Brom. And even Patches. It's why I'm continuing to teach her to make her a better knocker. Which is something that you can't do for her. I know that. So. You have to understand that if somebody comes into my workshop where I am fucking God and starts to disrespect me in that manner she doesn't get to claim any kind of moral high ground especially if it means that she's claiming that she rescued me earlier doing the right thing doesn't win you the right to leapfrog ahead of me Somebody who's been here for decades, working and building to make better lives for everybody. You don't get to earn that just because you did something right once. You may not get to earn the right to leapfrog ahead of you, as you say. But I thought we'd at least earned a thank you. You don't get a thank you? Every single time that I let you sleep in front of my bale fire, every single time that you eat here or drink here or spend time here I recuperating and it. recovering? And Patches 
needs to hear it. Words matter. Uh, you're not Dougal, I'll tell you that much. Who's Dougal? It's a... It's another house. Oh, thank you. So he's no. implying you're not of House Dougal. No, I'm not. You know, there are few people I can ever describe as friends. But one was Dougal. And one of the things that he taught me a long time ago was that my words didn't matter. You can't put me in polite company because I'll forblunge at the whole thing. I don't have a tongue built for speaking nice to people. But I can create wonders with these. My actions are how I say please and thank you. Am I trying to save a dragon's life because I felt sorry for it? Am I trying to find a different dragon so that I could somehow try to find a way to power glamour itself to shave lives around here for when the long winter starts creeping in on us? Did I ever tell you what the rocket was for? Really for? What you meant it to be for, you mean? Oh. We live in a world where banality is just encroaching upon us, day after day after day. And it's getting worse. I can smell it on you. The stink from other people who have somehow managed to wear you down. It's the equivalent of taking benzene to a Picasso. The long winter isn't just a story. It's a warning that at some point we may not have enough glamour to keep all of us around. And if I can find a way to harness it, not just store it, but generate it, then perhaps I can save someone, even if it's only for a little while, I could prevent another civil war, another accordance war, if I could somehow manage to keep David in his right head long enough to name a successor. I could perhaps even rescue one of the chimera out there who might hold the key to our very existence. And maybe, just maybe, I might be able to create enough glamour so that we can actually find Arcadia. so that we can stop stealing it from the people who have originally given us birth. Because I hate the idea that sometimes we go out there and we rip it away from someone. Because I hate the idea that it's necessary to keep us alive. That's why I created the rock. And somebody perverted that. Thank you for shaving me from that building so that I could get back to work. Is that what you needed to hear? 
Or did you need to start questioning me all over again? Tell Patch that she's allowed to come back. But until she's ready to speak civilly to me, she's not to enter this workshop until she comes by and she apologizes for teaching her teacher the wrong lessons. And he turns the arc welder back on. If there's um draft paper mm -hmm. on the on the table, um, I'm just gonna write thank you and then S and then walk out. Alright, so you leave the workshop. Mm-hmm. Now where are you headed? Well, I need to give Patches this message, but Kate's not here, and I won't be here next week, so I guess we'll figure that out. You can just give it to her at random, or you can do it on the forums. Patches oh, is cool. most likely asleep. Just gotta get out of my place, yo. <laughs> hey, hey, if she's given permission to come back, like, I want my apartment back. Hey, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> she had it for, like, three hours. That's enough. Um, yeah, then I guess I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna head upstairs and go to bed. That's, that's it for me, I suppose. I'm assuming that you're not putting patches in your bed with you. No, no, patches is on one of my chaise longs. Ah, <laughs> a chaise longue. Oh, wait, oui, oui. Well, you have, you have completed your bonus session. Did it go how you expected? Um, I mean, they never go how I expected, but I did get accomplished what I hoped to get accomplished. So, well, there you go. That's good. Thanks, John. <laughs> you know, there is there is a conversation that I'm looking forward to you having, but I'm not sure when it's going to happen, and I don't want to push it. Oh shit! Are you allowed to tell me which character it is? I'll say that you have you you. This is an existing character. It's not a character who's like, oh, one day you'll find this person. Wow! It's it's somebody who's actually been around. Okay. Um. So the crosshair says this has been one of the most informative bonus sessions ever. Uh, you are not wrong. There's a no. lot to parse from this. It you may be worth watching. Again, Why? or at least you know, for Caden folk, but um, I it, it is an interesting thing for me that you have to balance, or at least I have to balance, not you. I don't, I don't mean like you. Um, you have to balance the player's need to be the master and the protagonist of their own story and fitting them in with the rest. Because it is very common for PCs to become, if not disdainful of authority, um, to become uh, resentful of it. Yeah. So that's what I, I find is interesting. This broke a lot of tuff for me. I assume you mean stuff. stuff. This broke a lot of stuff for me. What do you mean by broke? As in theories? 
He feels afraid of her kung fu. I think that kung fu is asking why she feels afraid of you. Well, of course, Methodial. Mm. And also uh, a special thanks, of course, to to Kaylin if she's still here. Sorry that I didn't acknowledge you in the time. I was, I was role play. Yeah. <laughs> I love bonus sessions with John because, like, I mean, I love I love the general sessions, but the the cool thing about the bonus is like there's actually no distractions <laughs> except chat. Like even the cats are hanging out with Scott, so I'm just like. It's ex always super focused, and we kind of don't break for the whole hour and a half. It's fun. It's fun. Good acting exercise. Thank you again for your sub. I'm actually going to, you know what? Screw it. <gasps> Let's play it again because we can. Boom. Yay! Wait, Scott's there. And I. He's I saw, Kaylin, that you were working again on the Baroness. So, I don't know if that's what you're working on right now, but I did see that you were at some point there. Zister is a lot deeper. Man, my characters aren't one-dimensional. You just actually have to... They don't step forward and, and monologue themselves. They need a little... They need a little encouragement. Well... A little encouragement from someone who's super curious <laughs> and who just wants to know everything. Uh, tomorrow, tomorrow, I do not believe that Kate will be streaming. She has a show, which is hooray, but it means that she's at work. Um, someone else may steal her st uh, stream. I might even will see, but that'd be a hashtag steal stream. And if anybody wants to jump on that, you got to throw yourselves on the Twitter and go ahead and do it. But there will be a radio-free twerkle at 8 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time from Lohan. And then on Friday... Womp womp. Wait, realized how god... Sorry, I have to go into this. Realized how goddamn horrible Sophia is. Why? Why is she horrible? I need to hear this because I have theories as to why, but <laughs> if other people are noticing, I wonder if it's for, for the uh, things in my brain. For the things in my brain. Yeah. So there's no punchy. There's no story Saturdays and possibly we'll be able to figure out a way to stream from the Airbnb. I might actually be able to take Punchy um, instead of tomorrow. So maybe. Don't actually quote me on that. Look, it's all going to be on Twitter. You'll know. You'll know. Um, but I think that it's interesting to see what's been happening. And I do know that now a plan has been set in motion. A plan that inevitably will crash. But perhaps in a good way or in a bad way. We'll see. Um, at any rate, uh, there's also plenty of other streams going on. Captain Daff, uh, Ashley. Uh, frankly, there's there's a bunch. Uh, so go and check it out. But otherwise, thanks. Kate is not streaming tomorrow. Uh, 
and Lahana is on Discord. <laughs> so that's that's all you basically need to know. And what I was saying when I, before I mixed two sentences together um, <laughs> is thank you for playing. Thank you, John. And uh, we'll catch you next time. Bye.